In this lunchtime seminar, OFI researcher Biba Husseini gives a presentation on multidimensional poverty in sub-Saharan Africa, levels and trends. This is the Al-Qaeda methodology of the OFI methodology. We have Badana 2013, Lady 2012, and Kavrovo Maya 2011. So they, they use that methodology to depict poverty profile in Africa. Badana is kind of poverty writing for 14 African countries and living is just a poverty profile which dimension poverty profile for Uganda and Kabubu Maya is for Kenya and we have some other papers also using different methods in particular the multiple correspondence analysis which is applied to Cameroon here by these two papers and a 30 set approach also applied in Kenya so there are few studies that try to assess multidimensional poverty. So the, the added value of this paper or of this work is, is I mean, extend, is, is, it does the analysis to the whole set of African countries for which we have available data. Because all of these countries are done in a single country context about Batana who did it for the 14 countries I just mentioned. So, and the other thing usually that we say about MPI is that like, we cannot at the global level compare all of these, I mean, countries, which has different contexts and different, sometimes it's not really relevant, for example, to use MPI for Arab countries or middle-income countries in general. But for Sub-Saharan Africa, it's really, you will see in the result that the global MPI measure is really relevant to those countries. So we take, or we took these opportunities then to, to put things together. For the rest of my presentation, briefly, what is the MPI methodology? And then from the, the MPI 2014 result, what do we have on Africa, and then we will see also the result for the situation, which is a new measure of extreme poverty developed by OFID this year, and changes over time also, which is done in a more consistent way this year. The global MPI, in 2014 we have updated for, I mean, we have a, a total of 108 countries, and we use the treatment that I said usually use for MPI, GHS means, and World Health Survey. And for some countries, we have, for six of them, we have also some special national survey. And data are from 22 to 2013. So in Africa, for example, we're using 37 countries out of these um, 108. 25 countries we use GHS data, 10 from leaks, and for Chad we use um, World Health Survey, and for South Africa, a national survey, the National Income Dynamic Survey. And the good things, 36 of all these data set contain all the 10 MPI indicators apart from the World Health Survey in Chad that does not contain information on school attendance. So just to say that we have something very um, comparable and, and reliable in terms of um, characteristics of the 
So, so the MDR is already what you may already know, but I can I will briefly um, remind you. So we have the ten indicators which are classified in three main dimensions. For the health dimension, we have two indicators: nutrition, child mortality. For nutrition, we have two measures of nutrition: the child nutrition and the the, 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 the adult nutrition. And then we have child mortality as measured by mortality for, for under five children, and the year of schooling and school attendance for children aged um, from the starting year of primary school up to eight uh, grade. And then the living standard indicators having a proper cooking, fuel, and food sanitation, self drinking water, electricity, a proper flooring, and also some asset. So we have equal weights on dimension, and then we have also equal weights within a dimension among indicators so that we, we keep equal weight on dimension. So we're using this to the big, I mean, to, 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 this is what is used in the global MPI from which we expect um, results for Africa. And from the teleindicators, we, we calculate the deprivation score. And from the deprivation score compared to the poverty ghetto, we get if someone is multidimensionally poor or not, and we get the age, which is the proportion of poor people, times the intensity. So we use the M0, which is kind of adjusted um, econ ratio. So we adjust the usual econ by taking into account the average intensity of deprivation among the poor. <coughs> So what we have, first of all, this is a map that gives very um, generally the result on MPI uh, on around the uh, around the world, and you can see that most of the poor people, I mean, it's more dark in, in for, for Africa here and in South Asia here. So th those are the two main regions that we really have the poor people around the world. And we can disaggregate data also within each country. So for, and this is also useful, as we, we will see, because for some cases what happened, for example, for the poor people are very concentrated just in just one region. And, and in some other cases, the distribution of the poor um, across region are quite um, um, normal. So here, for example, for the Nigeria, which is home in, in absolute term of the, 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 the poor in Africa, we, we have the composition by, by region. And we, we have also some decomposition by indicators also, but which I will not present here because of. So I already mentioned, so almost. 39% of poor people live in Sub-Saharan Africa. And just to let you know, so out of the 37 countries that we use it, this represents like more than 90% of the population of the region. So it's really like talking about the whole <laughs> region as, as, a, as, as, as a whole. 
and in terms of incidents, so near that um, 60% of the Sub-Saharan Africa people are poor and average dimensionally poor. So it's really like something which concerns um, a, a, a large number of individuals in this region. And here we have a distribution of income ratio and intensity of poverty and the size of the bubble gives the, the number of the is proportional to the total number of the poor. So for in Sub-Saharan Africa, for example, the highest incidence is in is in Niger. And in absolute terms, I already said Nigeria has the, the highest number of, of um of poor people, and this is normal because Nigeria is the first most populated countries in the region with one, around 160 million of individuals. And out of these 160 million, we have something like 45% of MPI poor. So you also can see that, like, you I mean, the, 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 the level of poverty is very different from one country to another. So for some countries, for example, Namibia here, here the level of incident is around 40%, and the, the intensity average deprivation is around 50% compared to the extreme, which is Nigeria, I already mentioned. And from these national figures, we also can have subnational decomposition. We have an example here of Cameroon, which is a also nice, I mean, distribution of poverty across the region <coughs> because we don't have like kind of polarization that we can see for another uh, countries. But the things that I can see here, because Cameroon is the countries I know the, the, the most. So the north region of Cameroon are those who are poor, and the south one are, 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 are the, 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 the less poor. And for almost all the countries, the, the urban capital, which is Yaoundé and Guara, in the case of Cameroon, are the less poor also. And when we see the case of Ethiopia, so here this is the polarization that I was talking. So Addis Ababa, which is the capital, is has a very low level of incidence and intensity, and then you have all the rest of the countries in the top where all the poor people are concentrated. So this was very general MPI result, and what we did also this year was the urban rural decomposition, and we get some numbers by, by, by region here. So on average, at the global level, we have 84% of MPI poor who live in rural area, which is very high compared to what we used to know from the, the income poverty estimate, which is around 71%. And we have a similar um, result for Sub-Saharan Africa, where also 86% of MPI poor live in rural area compared to 73 um, as, as I mean, uh, estimated by the income poverty. 
So I think here, D is something also, I mean, useful information in the sense that we have less hypotheses that we're doing in terms of estimating urban or rural, because we already have the information from the survey that we use, so we can exactly compute MPI for the rural and for the, the urban. And for income poverty, usually we need to, to do some hypothesis on the the PPP in rural versus urban and some other related um, poverty estimation hypothesis. So, as of you really think that this is something useful that could be need to be taken into account, given that uh, the 70 um, numbers is like something that everyone used to say uh, to emphasize the fact that the rural area are home of the poor. Another analysis which credits is to go to Schumann is we also did um, inequality among the poor um, from a multidimensional perspective. And so Schumann and Sabina developed a measure of inequality from, uh, among the poor, which is a variance of the deprivation score for the poor such that they get um, the one for the highest level of inequality and the zero for no inequality. And from using this measure, so they, 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 they compute also the level of inequality for the different Sub-Saharan Africa countries we have in it. I mean, for the global, for the whole set of countries we have, and here we have the result for Sub-Saharan Africa. What we can see is there is kind of positive relationship between the level of MPI and the level of inequality with some concurrency, which is also normal because at some point we do not have um, inequality anymore. So the, the, the more a country is poor, the more we have like inequality among among the poor. So my understanding of this result is also that when you take a country like South Africa where the level of poverty is so low, so basically you don't have even like a huge set of poor. So the I mean the 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 the, 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 the discussion should be also um, very um, tight. So now let's move to the two other set of computation and analysis that we did in 2014, which is destitution. So destitution, I think the motivation and idea came from the fact that we some people there is a debate going on on the relevance of using the $125 a day as a measure of extreme poverty. And what we get with the MPI, all the MPI estimates usually are very high in terms of like identifying the pool. So the, the, clearly the, the MPI measure is not identifying, I mean really the, this extreme poverty as, as um, intended by the, the $125 a day. So I, in this, I, I mean with this in, in, in mind, so you know we we, we computed the situation measure, which is 
which is different from the survey poverty measure that is traditionally published in a sense that the, 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 the severe poverty measure is like just trying to increase the level of the poverty cutoff after um, computing the deprivation score and as opposite to the destitution measure which try to put a very high, no, a very low level of deprivation cutoff so that we really go and look to the poorest of the poor. So in terms of indicators, there are the same <coughs> indicators that we have for the MPI. The rates are the same also. The poverty cutoff after that we apply on the deprivation score is the same also, but the deprivation cutoff are more um, deeper. And from this definition, so necessarily all the decision people are included in the in the in the poor people. So let's see very clearly what's happened. So this is how we identify the MPI pool. So we have a certain level of deprivation and then we have the poverty cutoff and then these people are MPI pool. So with the destitution we have a lower level of deprivation. So taking care of one dimension here, for example, so we have a low level of deprivation and the same level of poverty head off and we get the destitute people who are those who are deeply poor. As by opposite to the moderate people who are the other MPI poor but who are not destitute. So what kind of we use for, for deprivation? For schooling, for example, instead of requiring a, a household member to have five years schooling, you will require to have, so the, the, the household is identified as deprived if no household member has at least one year of, of schooling. And for the school attendance is no child attending, of, attending school up to class six, which is also more uh, severe than the, 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 the one we use in global MPI. For nutrition also, the DMI which identified those who are undernourished or, or, or not is now the curve is 17 kilograms and the deviation the standard deviation from the cell score for child also is minus three um, um, instead of minus two. And for mortality, child mortality, so we have to require two instead of one child who die. Electricity and flow is the same. There is no changes for, 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 for those indicators. Sanitation now we, we 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 talk about the I mean the 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 deep deprivation which is like practicing open defecation or not, meaning that the, the household doesn't really have some um, facilities. And the water so we change the half an hour minutes for a round trip to get water by forty five minutes. And yeah, so when you 
So more or less, so the deprivation cutoff are more are very low. And you will see what really was very stunning to me, even with the situation in Africa, we we finding like very high level of incidence and very high level of intensity just to, to let you know that I mean poverty and the situation is something serious and very common um, in, in, in this region. So in terms of poverty, this is what we have. We, we have, we use countries of the situation for a total of 2.8 billion. And Sub-Saharan Africa, Sub Africa is something, this concerns the population of six, 645 um, million. And like it's something like seventy <coughs> is something like seventy percent of the population of the region. So the result are also really um representative. So from this definition of the server poverty, we compute also figures of the situation for the different regions and for the different countries. And for Sub-Saharan Africa, we have more than half of MPI pool, exactly 53.3% of the MPI pool are destitute. So if you go from the MPI incidence in Africa, which is something like 60%, so you apply the 50%, you have something like 30% of the Sub-Saharan Africa are destitute. So it's something, and, and, and then you go back to how we define the situation with all these very deep and low level of kind of, so it's if you just have an idea on what's going on there. And who are those destitute in Africa? So we have, so we have really these very appealing numbers. Just to give you an example, almost 100% of the destitute use solid cooking fuel for cooking some um, wood or, or gun and 93% have no access to electricity. So this is almost 100%. So when you apply it to the 30% that I just mentioned, it's like something saying like 25% of the people there don't have access to electricity. And here you have 90% on 89%. <coughs> In fact, it's open defecation. This is also a very um, high number. And 63% don't even possess the basic um, asset like radio, telephone, or so on. And similarly to what we do for server poverty, we also compute the, the, the server destitution measure. And out of the 200, of million of individuals that for which we compute the situation figures in Africa, there are seventy-five percent who are severely destitute, and this is thirty-seven point seven percent of of those who are identified as destitute. So, in addition to taking into account very low level of deprivation cutoff, when we also take into account and you require very high level of deprivation, which is poverty, um, um, the 
for the ticket of which is 50 person, we still getting very high number of people who are in this situation. And where are these decisions? People live in Africa, so in terms of incidents, the highest um, level of destitution is to be found in Niger. Here, we were 68, something like 68 percent of people in Niger, which is a country, is just doesn't make too much sense at destitute. And then you have. The second one, Ethiopia here, which is also almost um, 60%. And, and for some <coughs> other countries like the Southern Africa countries, Swaziland, and also South Africa, they, it's not really a problem for them. But for most of the countries, it's something really, I mean, relevant, apart from like one of these two countries, which are not really, which are completely different from the the, the, the rest of Africa. And at least there is a good news, and which is the, 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 the last part of my, my presentation. The institution is going down almost all the countries, and the, the, I mean the, and the, the top performance is, is being observed in those very I mean, poor and destitute um, countries, and the champion is Ethiopia. And I will present you at the end the Ethiopian um, Arizona portal. So to talk more about the dynamic then, this year OFI complete also dynamic analysis for a group of 34 countries. We have data and I think it's a project to extend the analysis to, to have more data, but for now, we have computation for 34 countries. Out of the 34, we have 19 Africa, African countries, and which is also 30, 338 sub-national region. And, and at sub-national level, we have changes over time for 161 region in Africa, covering also 2.5 billion at the global level and five. 147 million in Africa. So we also have, at the, in terms of country, we have changes over time for 19, which is also more obvious, which represents 64% of the population in, in both of the Saharan Africa region. And our ambition is to complete this, I mean, to complete the more changes for all the data set we have now. But at least for what we get now, the results are also um, quite representative. And from this, so what happened with changes over time? So for all the, we collect, I mean, all the, the survey that we have for the different countries. For some countries, we have those two times and spell of time observation and for someone that we have more than two. This is the case for Ethiopia for which we have three. But basically we compute. So the thing is that the years, the time spell are, are different from one country to another, which make the comparison a bit difficult. So that's why we compute the annualized um, 
change changes. And so it's Gifford means something annually, but again, keep in mind there is something, I mean, we are because moving from one period to another, which is different, so we're changing the context and a lot of other things, so maybe it's not comparable, but at least it's something that this is what we can do with the data that we have now. <coughs> and our hope is that it gets more regular, to get very, very I mean, regular um, data so that the comparison will be more um, interesting. But for what we have now, for example, so in terms of absolute changes, so in order to compute the absolute changes and the relative changes, the absolute changes just look at the changes on between what we have in the two and what we have in the initial <coughs> day, why the relative changes take on also into account the initial level of poverty because the, how each country performs depends also on the level of initial poverty. So if you take a country where the level of poverty is very low, so there is no opportunities for changes. So this is the idea behind. But it's a bit also there is a bit some ethical things also here. That's the relevance of having also the the absolute changes in a way that no matter what wars we have before, but we don't want all, I mean, the level of poverty to be at certain level. So for the absolute changes, so Rwanda and China in Africa are among the top performers, even at the global level where we have on average, like the MPI is going down for 0.025, annually. So for example, for Rwanda from 2005 to 2010, the MPI have changed on average at a, at a, it's not a rate, but the level of the MPI itself changed every year, from year to year, by 0 0.025. Oh, I'm reading the wrong result is this one. 0 0.022. And one thing which was a bit also <coughs> we when we had we got the result is the case of Madagascar here, which is the only country where we have the increase in, in MPI. But when we, we see a bit what have been going there, I mean during that period before the political crisis they have, so maybe there is something to do with that, but to be quite I mean sure. We need to do a, a relevant analysis. And this is performance in terms of in relative change. We have Ghana, which is the, the, the top performer also. So now we can talk in terms of percentage. So annually on average, the MPI have changed at minus something like minus 7% minus 6% in, in, in minus 7% in Ghana, and then we have again Rwanda, and then Gabon. Gabon, which we have not observed before, because the level of poverty in Gabon is very low. So when you compute the absolute change, you will not see something, but when you take the relative one now, we get Gabon also. And so, So 
among the things which is interesting to do in this kind of dynamic analysis is to see whether there is some convergence, as usually done in monetary poverty cases, in a sense that do we observing that high level of poverty reduction for the very poor and, and, and so on. If this is the case, so all the poverty rate will go, will convert to zero. So this is a, it's a, it's something good. So that this is also, this graph gives an idea of convergence or not. So if we just take the, the linear trend, there is a bit of convergence in, in, in multidimensional poverty. Again, um, for this special situation that we have with analyzing countries. And here we have also reduction in intensities, versus reduction in headcount. The idea is to see if poverty is going down in, for example, in, in terms of number of poor, if it's, in, I mean, the, the, the breadth of deprivation is also following the same, um, the same patterns. And this has implication also for public policies and, and how we, we, we will, I mean, track poverty. And here, it's a, <coughs> like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a bit di 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 difficult to, I mean, to, to conclude for any linear relationship, let's say, between reduction in intensity and reduction in, in age. Countries have different um, um, patterns. I don't have any much time, let me quickly. So these changes over time also did it for every country. So this is another way of, of, of seeing it. So for Central Africa, for example, we have governance happened here. So you can see clearly what's, what's happened over the, 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 for the period for which we have data. You can clearly see what's happened to age, what happened to age. So for Gabon, for example, Gabon moved from here in 2000 to here in 2012, which is a very, I mean, huge changes compared to Cameroon, where we have some changes, but it's not that much. Um, and we have a similar figures for East Africa <coughs> and for Southern Africa also, and for West Africa. And we also have changes over time by subnational region where we also found a lot of African countries. For example, the 10 countries that has reduced all significantly, the 10 indicators define Gabon, Mozambique, and Rwanda. And, and the eight countries that has reduced poverty in all the subnational region, we also have some African countries, Gabon, Ghana, Malawi, Mozambique, Niger, and Rwanda. And in nine countries, the poorest region reduced poverty, and this is the case for Niger, Namibia, Mozambique. So we have results for at subnational region also. We can see also dynamic at subnational level to clearly know, for example, if we have changes of poverty at the national level, just is it drive by driven by 
one specific region or is driven like very generally by all the regions. I don't have the result here to present you, but this is what happened, for example, in Nigeria, where Chinese was mostly driven by um, one of the, the poorest regions. And the good news with Cameroon, I mean, for the northern part of Cameroon, which was the most poor one, it looks also to be the one where we have fast progress in, in MPI reduction. <coughs> and we have the composition by ethnic groups also, and, but from ethnic groups, there is nothing really from one country to another is completely different. In the case of Benin, for example, the poorest in this group, which is the third year, they have not changed their level of poverty. So if you just look at this, you may conclude that, I mean, there, are, there is like kind of really social exclusion. So the poor really stay in a trap of poverty versus the, 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 the other. But when we look at Kenya, we have a different story where the poorest ethnic group, the Somali here, are those who, <coughs> for, for who we observe what was the highest um, rate of poverty uh, reduction. So it's really good to, I mean, to have some national cases study. I mean, after this perspective and analysis, we really understand what, what has been going on there and what have been doing all these progress, but at least we have some monitoring and tracking tools which really give, I mean, an idea of multidimensional of poverty from um, what this needs to be done. And here we have also changes in income poverty versus changes on MPI. And the good things you can also see again the addition of the MPI analysis in a sense that when you look only on performance <coughs> in terms of income poverty, you will not say that Rwanda and Ghana perform very well, for example, because they have not reduced very much income poverty. But if you take in terms of MPI reduction, you will say Rwanda and Ghana perform very well. And I did not go back on the complementarity between the two measures, but if we think that poverty is multidimensional, so these changes I mean dynamic analysis bring also something um, very insightful in that way. So this is our champion in reduction of destitution that I already mentioned, which is um, Ethiopia. So the M0, for example, on average have change annually um, by minus 0 0.015 and we have the results of by um, area of living and we have this also by each one and average. So on average for example over the period over over the the the, the twenty I mean two thousand the proportion of food goes down annually at a rate of minus 2.2 percent, and which is really a significant and important uh, change. So, in conclusion, I think you got too much information, too much of possibilities that we can do with MPI. 
and which all comes also from the properties of the methodology that allows some, any kind of decomposition that you want to do and the flexibility also where you can also change the color of the, the deprivation and so on to, to clearly go and look on what exactly you want to, you want to do. So we think that in the African case, we have like really um, a very rich paper in terms of information of description of multidimensional uh, poverty. And this is, as I already mentioned, very useful for I mean, comparable policy analysis. So if you want to compare countries, we need really to have a measure that is relevant for all of the countries. So what is good with the MPI measure, at least for this, the African case, is really very relevant for them because it's really go and identify those who are poor and countries are more or less have the same level of economic and social conditions. So the measure has the same meaning from one country to, to, to another. But from the result, what we know also, there is no, I mean, like, um, unique um, way of, uh, of the, the, the study. You see that for urban rural, for distribution, for changes, the region change from one country to another. So the situation is not like, is, I mean, how you say it? Um, there is it's not a solution of, one, how do you say, one shoes fits all. So you really need to, 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 to go and see exactly what's going on, what are the policy um, that was driving all of this result. So this is the, the kind of analysis that we're planning to do now. So we already have a very solid way of measuring, tracking, decomposing um, all of this. So now we want to do some econometrics also analysis to, to identify those micro and macro conditions that has been driving um, what we have here. And we hope that <coughs> yeah so any comment to the question. So that's all.